begins. Hey, Let's get um, it over with toll liquor. I have a uh, I have a uh, thought about pre-show for Monday night. What? Rook and pre-show. I, you know, when they're starting to serve dinner. That's Matthew's problem. I know. Rook and I are going to take the mic. What are we doing? Dad jokes. Hey now. Yep. No, you're not. Oh yeah. Well, no, you're not. Oh yeah. That's not funny. You can pay thirty bucks now in San Francisco and get a tour of the poop. You can just tour around and look at all the degradation. The dung. Yeah, the dung tour. Um, I don't want to do that, Joe. That one got away. They better not wreck the the area around the ballpark because uh, this isn't right. This isn't right. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I forgot to change it to the other thing. I was too busy. So, Walls, right. Walls is meeting with the family of Ricky Cobb. Huh? Oh, does he piss off the state troopers? And didn't Morarity already meet with them? I think so. The state troopers are not. Now, happy. see, that's not getting covered. Uh, I have to find it. Would that be Alpha News? Yeah, how uncomfortable. Uh, that's where I saw it. How uncomfortable is that going to be for that idiot? Because you know who guards him 24 hours a right. day. It's troopers. Yep. Rook, right here. Oh, Celsius. No more monster. Uh, I do like Celsius. Seriously. What kind? I don't like the tea one. I don't like. Oh, this. the mango green tea. I don't like that. Yeah. I like it because well, it's like not carbonated. Ones. This one's pretty good too. Arctic vibe. Okay. I'll watch for that. Because uh, ex- I do like Celsius. It's good stuff. And it accelerates your metabolism, burns body fat. But does not throw you to the no, wall. I got to get this. I got to go get this printed out. Do you want more information on Celsius? No. Oh. Ah, you guys, I called Roycey today. This fired Joe up. Because I had to talk to Patrick about something else. So I was just going to say, hey, can we call you at one? So I call him, and of course he goes, let me guess, uh, the old mayor's taking the rare Friday off. Oh, where are we hitting him today? <laughs> and of course that made Joe all fired yep. up. That's why he was all fired okay. up. Okay. Because of what Patrick said. <laughs> now we know what the- He literally has the worst wardrobe of any adult male on the planet. And he starts working on me. He's got toothpaste on his shirt and on his chin. Oh. Uh, now that it's over with, my brother wanted to know what track did you go to? When? You said you went to southern Minnesota. Which time? Last, uh, last, last week. Like, was it last oh, week? Oh, last week it was Fiesta City and uh, Montevideo. Montevideo, um, okay. When you guys went to the baseball game, that I went South to Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota, which is right on the border. Okay. Because my brother said, what track? He texted me, and I forgot to ask you last week what track you went to. Yeah. My mom bought a Mustang. A 66? Can't remember. It's olive green, and my brother is currently fixing it. It's pretty freaking cool. My mom bought a Mustang. What? 66. And my brother is currently <coughs> working. It it runs and drives. Why did she do that? Because she wanted to. Well, she she hip or something? Or no, cool? she just she's always wanted one. It's, well, is olive green? Does that sound right? Yeah. Olive green. 
My mom. That's pretty cool. Too. It's it's pretty cool looking. My mom wants me to get tickets for her for a Queen tribute show. No way. That um, our radio station, our Hubbard Broadcasting radio station, is putting on a big outdoor show in Alexandria. Really? What is yeah. It? Bunch of local rubes up there that are pretend they're Queen. Whoa. Uh, first I heard about it was last night when she got a hold of me. I have no idea. What's the name of the band, Kenny? Queen. I don't know that either. Another one bites the Queens dust. Queens with a Z. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Let's get stores. this started again. Ken, today, I would like from you, uh, as I, t I told Joe this earlier, let's, we're going to get a little bit ahead of the game. So if it seems like we're, you're doing more than that, this is Look at Such. Look at Such. Last post-it from that pack. Yeah. I'm a big post-it note fan. Are you? No S, Sherlock. Maple Grove and Seafoam today, sir. <laughs> and Rookie. Yum, 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 yum. Why don't we do a Masonic at some point today? I even vacuumed in here this morning, Such. Uh, well, you got to keep your shed clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. There's a lot of uh, sunflower seeds and toenails on the floor. Gross! <laughs> Reavers, give me your phone. Nope. The show hasn't started yet. <clears throat> We're going to need to see a picture of that car because I don't believe you. All right. Hold um, on. Do you know what she paid for it? Photos or it's not true. Rub. And mom. I take I, it she does not intend to drive it in the winter. I guarantee you it's a 76 and not a 66. Wasn't a 76 that mini one? It looks like a... a uh, they got smaller there at the at the end. Well, it wasn't the end. It was the well, middle. It was before they gave up. To the they point where my, my boys are staying at my parents because they wanted to hang out at the farm for but a But they days. did stuff a few V8s in uh, some of them. Yeah, I know. Can, uh, what's your name? Joe Reavers? Where did she find this car? She bought it in New Ulm. Well, was it a private sale? Yeah, yes. Do you yes. know what she paid for it? I don't, yes. but I can find out. Because that will tell me what kind of shape it's in. Is it, it a rust bucket? No, not at all. Mm -mm. I, I, I seen it. Uh, that ain't the ones with the V8. Two weeks ago, when I was no, down there, it's probably a straight six. And uh, well, here's the deal: if my brother signed off on it, then he would. Which brother, Rob? That thing's gonna be in the head. front yard of your farm with the engine no, 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 hanging no. from a tree. Ro my brother, your brother hates of... Fords. The one I talked to. Which yeah. one did I deal no, with? No, that's Nick. That's oh, Nick. He's a Dodge Who'd Andy guy. deal with. What's that? Uh, who did Andy deal with? Up Rob. Rob. Is this Rob handling the yeah. Mustang? Rob. Rob's the gearhead. <coughs> Rob wouldn't have signed off on it and let her buy it if if he didn't approve. Yeah, window cranks fall she's off. Hot or something goes <laughs> zipping around. Radio no, knobs are missing. Guess what? Guess what? There's my, ankle vents in the floor. Guess what? My kids get to do today because she's going to go over there and pick it up. They get to go to Dairy Queen with the top down and no seat belts in that thing. Oh, that'd be sweet. They'll be popping out of there. Uh, I think it, I think in by '66 we had seatbelts. Can we start the damn thing? Right, let's Not till I see a photo. It. Let's try. Let's I just, go here. I just texted both her and Robbie. Well, so. we're we're just gonna sit here and wait. You should have one on your phone. Why the hell would I have a picture of my mom's to car? Show us. That shows you your complete lack of 
uh, what do you call it, Such Shelf, CI, consciousness. So no, uh, CI. Ratio, something, I don't know, Silver whatever you call index. it. Uh, Nack scale. Nack scale. Nack scale. scale. Scale of the Nack. He has no Nack scale. You've got nothing. Here? i got to adjust your camera. Where? Who? Rook, or, uh, what's his name? Me? Joe. Yes, Joe! Yes! Let's get, let's get a zoom in of that toothpaste. How are you? <laughs> you are brushing your teeth. Now you've got a little bit of toothpaste on you my got shirt. You've got a little bit of last night's spaghetti on your chin there. <laughs> no, I do not have anything like that, you hillbilly. Uh-huh. Why don't you have, stand up and show everybody your dark socks with have your, your uh Have your nurses changed your underpants today? <laughs> Joe, are you ready to do this award-nominated program? You know, about ten times I've gotten second place. Yeah, I don't want any more contests. I'm never going again to one of those things. What a rip-off scam you know, is. They're not, Joe... They're not for us anyway. They're for management. Yeah. So, I so management can pat themselves on the back that they didn't fire us. See how smart we are? Oh, we, we predicted this. Oh, oh boy. We're so smart. Uh, rookie's mouth and, is closed. And then the reply emails start going around. Oh, my God, you're the smartest manager I've ever seen. Congratulations on not firing those asshats. <laughs> Wow. Hi, Dan. How, how you doing, Dan? Hey. <laughs> Happy Friday. He's coming down. I got it. You know what? Can't wait to see you Monday. I don't care if the town council hears this. Okay. I have to. I'll do it today. I'm going to go down and tell Dan this is our last state fair. Now, we yep. might be on the air next year, but I want this to be the last state wait, fair. We might the reason, be on the air next year? Well, we might be. I don't know. Okay. But if we are, we're not doing the fair. And I want that known so we can talk about that during this year's state fair. And here's how you sell it. Um, they I'm talk not about the, sell it. No, no. Listen, they talk about the revenue we generate. Can you imagine what they would get if they sold that spot? Oh, my God. What do you mean? Sold it the to location. Like, a, like an ice cream maker or something yep. or whatever? Yep. Yeah. Sell it to the cookie lady. Yeah, yep. but anyway, but I want to be able to say during this year's State Fair that this is it. Come on out, you hayseeds. Right no, right no, man, I'm not do. I can't do this anymore. We've gone to this well often enough. No, For a price. No, no, no. If we can't play music next year... We're not doing the fair. There's your no. Pick. You can't. You can't give it an ultimatum. You just have I, to lay it. You no, have to lay no, it down. There is no ultimatum. We're not. Yeah. Doing there's the no fair ultimatum. Your state fair show are changes. Done. They're if, done. If you can play music. No, Matt. No. No. Matt, you can't you're give wrong. manage. You don't it's give nothing. them ultimatums. Zero. You'll always lose. Why don't you go out there and sit there? If you give them a choice, <laughs> you'll lose. Here's what you tell them. Uh, turn I'd that. I have it all under control. Turn that hellhole into the brand new Krabby Coffee Shop for there a price. You you I'll be out it. there. Yeah. Yep, yep, for a price. We didn't start the fire, but we should start goes. the show. It's twelve oh three. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I won't ask. I'll just do it, and then we can't go on next year because I already told her. You know what? This is it next year? Why don't you phony up a stroke, and we'll take August off. Start drooling one day about August tenth. Little oatmeal coming out here. We'll, hey, we'll yeah. drag you out by the arms. <coughs> Holy shit, Kenny! You are on f- effing fire today. I didn't start it. 
I, I didn't did. start oh, it. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Well, I suppose I did. Joe, you were Kenny's warm-up act. <laughs> well, did you see him? I seen him. You'd turn around and leave the parking lot if you hey. saw him walking towards Here. you. Here. Look at this. This isn't fair. Now like you stand up and do the same thing, you old fart. That looks great. See, what's wrong with this? Oh, boy. Cut off sweatpants. Cut off sweatpants. Yes. Dark socks. Absolutely. Slip-on shoes. And a really long, huge T-shirt. What's Rookie, up, homie? You know what I see? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. That man right there is ready for summer action. Yeah, he's ready. Joe, Let's go. are you ready? Yeah. I might be free balling too. Rolling. Hell. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Sorry, Bridge Mike. You. Garage yeah. Logic Podcast number one thousand. <laughs> 131, August 11th, 2023. As I've mentioned, uh, back in 1947, they were having a sweetheart time with the hot weather. 97 degrees on this day in 1947. 47 degrees on this day in both 1968 and 2004. Uh, I I don't think this swimming season is ever going to end, and I hope it doesn't. I hope we swim right into October. Mm-hmm. So get a hold of Aquaside. Those products will keep your swimming beach free of weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation. Aquaside, with its white bear-made products, have been keeping these beaches clean for more than 60 years. The products work quickly. They're easy to use, and they've been vetted by all of the proper vetters, all the people that do that for vetting. Go take your cell phone, go down to the beach, call them up, tell them what you're looking at. They'll get you the right products. Your beach will look great. All summer long, and there's a lot of summer left. 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and, of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. You think uh, people are having a laugh with this by constantly emailing me and wondering if we're at the fair? Yes, they're yes. having a laugh. Yes. I don't think Victoria is. Did I, I think I might have met her at the uh, ball game we all went to. But she's, uh, she's coming to Monday Night's Live broadcast, and she's alone. So she said she hopes she's at a table with friendly GLers. And then she notes, we're also bringing the family down to the first Friday of the fair, and they have been warned that we will be stopping by the podcast. Will there be any GL apparel for purchase? No. Not this year. No. Yes, there is. At the Chanhassen Dinner No, at the fair. Oh, at the fair, for sure. At the talk shop. We are selling stuff? Speaking of that first kidding, fr- <laughs> that first Friday, are we going to address the uh, starting time? Do we, have you guys um, released that info? I have no idea. I don't even care anymore. Just tell me what time to be there. Well, never mind you. It's the GLers. We, we will need to have tell. an official announcement on Monday in that regard, Kenny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Victoria is the president of the Two Harbors, Minnesota Hurry It Up Little League oh. Club. Good for her. Nice. Good for. I hope she's referring to the time the kids uh, spend between half innings. 
That I can't. Let's take go it. here. I can't take it. Wouldn't you think that any table Victoria ends up sitting at would be friendly? I think so. Yeah. What is that, Rook? That's the photo that my brother just sent for the town council Your members. Your mother bought a Mustang. Yep, I just sent it to the three of you. And you said something about the kids uh, today are going to go so with Grandma my, to to get a Dairy Queen with the top yeah, down? Yeah, so my boys well, what are... what are you going to do? Are you going to uh, take a Sawzall and take the top off I, this I mis- thing? I, I misspoke. I thought it was a convertible, but it's not. <laughs> you are just... You are. I know. It really. It really looks in great condition. It so, looks very clean. My mom purchased a. So it, was I right? A hubcap. Was I right? Is that a? You 60? got a ding on the front left there, but yeah, that's a little nothing. ding on the front left. But my brother, the gearhead, would not have signed off on said acquisition had it not. You know what I mean? He wouldn't have allowed her to do that because. Wait, knows what's what that front end for. loader in the background? What do we got there? That's my brother's. Well, I think your mom, uh, your mom's going to be quite the doozy in this car. She scored. Yeah. I, well, when she acquired that, we had a. It must have been a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, uh, I said, "Wow, that's a sharp looking vehicle, mm-hmm. and it runs. Everything." Did you great. know what it was? Of course, I oh, did. Okay, all right. But my kids have been staying with my parents the last couple of days. Is this a long what? story. And Things not get, going well at home. Or no, something? no, What's they just wanted on? to go hang out at the farm for a couple of days. It's summer. That's what kids do. And so she said, "Hey, we're going to go to Dairy Queen in the in the Mustang. Is that okay?" And I said, "Absolutely." Tara wants to know. You didn't answer. Be... What year was I right about? The I year? think it looks like a '66. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, Tara wonders if we're going to be at the fair, and Steve wonders if we're going to be at the fair. Maybe uh, they're talking about next year. We're at the fair uh, every day, every weekday except the Wednesday of the fair. And Labor Day. Now, you do the favor of replying to these emails, right? Yes. So they do know? Yes. Unless you're Adrian, remember? This is the fourth time. I think Adrian, though, because I did... Adrian responded to my response, and I think Adrian was having a laugh. People wow. have lost their lives in Maui, and uh, I don't intend this to be uh, upsetting in any way or dis- disrespectful or not courteous, but uh, I looked up this morning, how did this fire start that destroyed Lanay? Is that how you say it? Lanay? I've heard Lanay. Lanay, the town, an ancient town that apparently has some historical significance as once being the the capital, if, if you would say, of Hawaii, and uh, I've never seen it. I bet it was a real, well, Kenny has. Yeah. A great town right on the ocean. Yeah. And I Googled, how did this fire start? And invariably, the only answer I've come up with uh, that's been reported is that dry conditions and strong winds. Well, okay, that doesn't answer my question. Um, right. How, how did this one spark up? It gets dry every summer in Hawaii, and they do have fires almost every year in Hawaii. And the strong winds uh, were due to a hurricane about 500 miles south of I'm, the I'm islands. Go, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, yes? Lanai. Lanai. Lanai, all right. Lanai. So, and again, I, I realize that this is a terrible tragedy. People have lost their homes. But if you have a really dry summer... And you get a weather forecast that says, man, we're going to be really hit by some winds here. Yep. Why don't you get some hoses ready? I, I'm, not being, I'm not being facetious. Where, where was the proactivity in, in realizing we could be in for a doozy here? I think this one sparked up and spread so quickly that there was no way to fight it. From what I understand, most residents were caught by surprise that they went from 
it being a nice day to having to evacuate that fast. Well, and and seaside towns, wherever they are in the world, they ought to be able to take advantage of the sea. Uh, big generator, something big to suction hose, just, let's go. So, and literally up and down the beach at Lanai, there should have been hoses ready to go, and you squirt ocean water on the thing. Like the way we water our yards at the lake up here with our our pumps? Yes, which is completely illegal. (laughs) Oh, it is? Well, it is in the metro area. Uh, But that wouldn't be illegal to use ocean water. I can't imagine. My point is, this is a terrible shame. It's just a shame. But how in the hell did this happen that everything is gone? Everything. They didn't stand a chance. Was it, you know, Clem, the local degenerate who flicked a cigar butt into a trash can? What happened? Because the whole town is gone. So fast. I guess I, I, I guess I don't have it's, an answer for I, you, I, it's, it's, it's not much of a rant on my part. I, I have nowhere to go with this. But. And again, not, also not to make light of it, but <clears throat> I haven't read anything anywhere where people are actually blaming climate change, are we? Oh, that oh, will that will happen, just, but uh, just the rest of the world, but none of the locals there. Okay. No, yeah. Well, isn't it possible also that it happened so fast? That they were just in a, a, a state of disbelief as it's... It, this hasn't happened before, correct? Right. This this well, was this particular inst- town, it hasn't happened before. It, it went from being everything's okay to run for your lives that fast. Wow. Yeah, as Kenny mentioned, this is a CBS News story fueled by a mix of land and atmospheric conditions that can create, quote, fire weather. But what I... Something had to spark it. What I've come to understand is that they have fires every year on Maui, which I did not know. And I guess what I'm saying is, if you're that dry and you're anticipating those kinds of significant winds, where was the crew to be ready for this? They probably I'm not excusing them. They probably weren't ready because they haven't seen this this, this size before, this, this fast. I, uh, I, 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 I just I feel, I mean, I feel terrible about it. Some of the videos are just, they're troubling to watch. Well, look at, they flirted with hot lava. I mean, you know, obviously. They're used to that. Yeah. Yeah, the volcanoes are just up, up the hill behind them. Maui's the, a volcano. Yeah. Right. The whole island chain is volcanic. Made from volcanic activity. Uh, our governor... And uh, the Hennepin County Prosecutor, Mary Moriality, they've been meeting with Ricky Cobb's family. Ricky Cobb was the fellow who met his end at the hands of the state patrol more than a week ago. Uh, The investigation into the specifics of that are not completed. We don't know exactly everything that would you would think a governor and an, and an attorney would need to know before they start hobnobbing with the victim's family. That's completely disingenuous of Walls. He would not have met with a white family. Nope. It's just, it's completely political. Uh, Ricky Cobb will probably end up getting a memorial like Dante Wright. 
But the other part of it is, how does this not compromise the integrity of the case? If Walls and Moriarty are going to meet with the family, wouldn't you wait till the investigation is That's over? That's exactly right. What, what then are they depending doing? on the outcome of the investigation, that would uh, determine whether you were going to visit with them. Right. Because the state patrol sent a letter to the governor. Did they also send one to the Hennepin County? Uh, as did the attorney for the trooper also sent a, a letter requesting that they keep all documents and everything pertained to the meeting, phone conversations, notes, et cetera, et cetera, emails, texts, because they figure this is going to come back and they're going to use it in court. The, the disappointment in Walls continues to, to be magnified. Uh, I, I, I had no idea he was this useless. I really didn't. He is, he's, he's a slime. He's a, he's a weasel. And and I never thought he came, I never thought he came across that way. Oh, he is greasy. This, this guy is a, a, an utter disappointment to the the state of Minnesota. You, that's a nice way of putting it. Well, well, he's not a disappointment to the, to the mysterious. To the progressive left. But he's a disappointment to anyone in Minnesota who works hard for a living, period. He's just a disappointment. Yeah. He's a disappointment to anyone who respects law enforcement. Yep. You still want me to try to book him for the fair? No, the hell with him. He's been invited to the fair a hundred times, and he doesn't have the courage to go to the fair with How'd us. How'd you like to be the troopers that have to guard that asshat? Yeah. Are they allowed uh, to pull their security detail? I don't believe they are. Oh. I, but I, I'm not, I can't, I don't know. No, they can't. He's got to be, he's 24-7. And they're, those, um... I know those guys, and they're garage logicians. I just saw one at the airport last time Walls flew. Walls is not a garage logician. He's not. He's not a garage logician. But that's the irony that the guys that are guarding him are. No, garage log- he makes fun of us. We're, we're rocks and cows, and we're, you know, we're rednecks and hillbillies. According and- to multiple reports, Hennepin County Attorney Mary A. Morality, who will be responsible for making a charging decision once the BCA investigation is complete personally met with Cobb's family this week oh that didn't sit well with the trooper's attorney Christopher Medell who called the meeting troubling and inappropriate you don't have to fog on that the Minnesota state and federal constitutions embody the notion that prosecutorial independence is essential to to the success of the American judicial process Impartial prosecutors are critical to the public's confidence. Well, Mary Moriality is not an impartial prosecutor. Right. But this is who you wanted, Minneapolis, and you got her. Public confidence in such decision-making promotes faith and belief in not only charging decisions, but also the judiciary. And the greater belief in the independent prosecutors and judiciary, the greater the chances of continued success of our republic. It is unfortunate that these recent inappropriate meetings compel us to take actions to protect Trooper Londrigan's rights. Medell wrote to Moriarty yesterday, according to a copy of the letter obtained by Alpha News. This is a terribly important story. It's not being covered in the uh, St. Paul or Minneapolis papers. If it is, I'm sorry I missed it, but I looked. It's not being covered. And it's important because the actions of the governor of your state are important. Right. And the actions of a prosecutor in your state's largest city are newsworthy. And your governor and your prosecutor have been meeting with the family 
of the victim as though to comfort him or console him. It's disingenuous. It's, it's political. It's uh, shameless on their part. Uh, I, you know, that what, it's too late to do anything about it. They've met with them. And uh, if that colors the, uh, I'm sure Moriarty intends to uh, defend Ricky Cobb just as though, just the way uh, the uh, usual uh, suspects in town defended Dante Wright, yep. whose 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 memory is going to be complete with a memorial. No memorial to uh, Caleb Alexander, <laughs> right. the guy Dante Wright shot and ruined his life, and Alexander's now dead. But isn't it also equally troubling that there isn't more outrage about this? In other words... Outrage about what? B- what you're saying. The meeting? Yeah, because what's going to end up yeah. happening is this is now going to become the norm or the expectation with situations like this. Instead of people saying, whoa, 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 slow down, hold up here. We have an active investigation here. We can't have the, the governor and the Hennepin County attorney meeting with the family when there's I, an active investigation. I, I think it's already the norm, and that's why it happened. Um, I don't think this is the first Ooh. time, is it? And you know what? They should have learned a, a lesson from what happened to Dean Phillips. Remember, he uh, zinged out a tweet right away right. that was pretty bad, and he got called on the carpet, and then he he backed it up and apologized and said, I, I shouldn't have done that. You'd think if they were politically astute that they would have seen that and then decided, you know what, I'm just going to sit this play out. They are politically astute, which is why they met with Ricky Cobb's family. That's just, uh, and I know you're right, but I just hate that. Uh, I just checked both the Star Tribune and uh, Pioneer Press online and confirmed what you said. No coverage at all. Well, let's answer Reaver's question. Why isn't there public outcry at the meeting of the governor and the prosecutor with the family of Ricky Cobb. No. Well, A, uh, I don't know how many people, what's the metro area, 600, 700,000, a million people, more than that? It's more than a million. Well, how many of them are, 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 are checking Alpha News every day? About a thousand. Okay. And then, given the way the people of Minnesota voted... There's no room in those people for outrage. This is what they expect. Ricky Cobb is not possibly capable of committing a crime. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's the disband the police crowd that they're playing to. But that's who you voted for, Minneapolis. You've placed your own lives in danger, but apparently you're terribly comfortable with that. But this, and then I think we talked about this once the show was over yesterday about O'Hara and the the current conditions of the MPD, I guess my thinking, and I know I'm biased, but my thinking is why in God's name would anyone want to be a peace officer in this state, especially as as the closer you get to the metro? The Minneapolis Police Department has become a a Rube Goldberg contraption of folly. It's what happens when the left, who are basically, especially on the Minneapolis City Council and the mayor's office, very incompetent adult children attempt to do something. They don't know what to do, so they keep making up assignments. They're playing school almost. They make up assignments to get things done, and they bring in uh, Cedric the Entertainer, and he ran that scam for a year. Mm -hmm. He's gone. Now they're looking for a new Cedric, and they bring in other people. They don't 
they don't have anywhere where their dollar stops. Mm. Incompetent adult children have nowhere to stop the dollar. They build in their own excuses. They build in their own redundancies for not having to explain anything. And you're left with this constant folly of turmoil and change yeah. and di dividing the department into two sections. And this. And that. in the meantime, what's happening in real life? The police force has dwindled to about 400 cops. And crime is continuing to increase. Jackie from uh, up north sent me a cute uh, cartoon. Okay. It's a little toy pink Jeep with jacked up, all its wheels removed, and it says, Barbie visited Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, State Patrol has stayed out of the fray here in the last three years. Yeah. This, I think, might be their first introduction into what Minneapolis and St. Paul police have been going through. If I was a State Patrol guy, of course you're going to act professionally. They They will around the governor. They're not going to be... Uh, mean spirited, but I really, Kenny, you, you you brought up a good point. I I'd have a hard time pretending I gave a rip about this clown, and and they will. They're professionals. They're, professionals, they're not going to let anything happen to them. They're they're, they're pros, but they're they got to be looking at each other, thinking, "Who in the hell is this bozo?" They're professionals to the point that when we walk into the fairgrounds on next Thursday, or is it next Thursday Two or the weeks. Thursday? And I, well, I'm going to ask them about this. They won't comment. No, of That's how not. professional they are. No. I mean, these these men and ladies, they, they're top-notch human beings. Do you think they had to take him to the meeting with Ricky Cobb's family? Of course they did. Yeah, they had to drive him. He doesn't drive. He, take he, him in a suburban. He, he does where, drive. Where are we heading exactly, Gov? Yeah. <laughs> he does drive. He, he does drive, but on any official business, he's... He's he's being driven. Because that had he has to just be eat at their skin. Of course it did, but as Kenny mentioned, they're all they're pros. Goodness gracious, that guy's got no sense of. He's a tone deaf big guy, isn't he? Jeez Louise, you don't ask the troopers who were dedicated to protecting you to take you to go and meet this care uh, family. What a what a bad situation that must have been. Why don't we take a short time out? I I should have done an ad. That's all right. We're we're in good shape. You do today. frat already? Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't cross it off. I did now. <laughs> and then I got awkward too. Oh, okay. Uh, rookie. I see you haven't uh, crossed it off. Yeah, I don't think he did it. Yeah. Oh, so you approve. I needed a texture. Uh, me? Hell yes. I'm going to say the boys approve. Nice car. Nice ride, Ma. And I like the color, too. It's almost bullet green. Was I, was I right? Is, that's not, is that olive green? Or is it darker than olive green? Uh, yeah, I'd call that olive. Yeah, that's dark. Uh, I, that might have been an original color. I think it is. What did she find? Some family that's owned it from new or something? I see. I never I love, seen the. Sun. No, I was, love the stories, and of course, you're too uninterested to get the story. She'll be there Monday, at Chanhassen. Yeah, but I believe it was the family of a gentleman who is no longer with us, 
and the family decided to sell the vehicle. How did she get wind of it? Uh, Facebook Marketplace, I believe. Ooh, uh, you're not on the book? I'm not on Facebook. You're not on the place? No, I don't. My I don't. mom and Kenny are keeping, and Jess, are keeping Facebook Marketplace in business. Well, I'm surprised Kenny didn't see the car. Uh, I don't search for Ford uh, Mustangs. I have uh, started complying, um, compiling, excuse me, mean ads on uh, Facebook Marketplace. There's always the uh, sellers of these vehicles always say something mean at the end of the ad. Oh. The first one, and I love the first one, um, and this is just at the very end of the ad. If I work on it anymore or find the title, the price will go up. Scammers and losers get a job, a car, move out of mom's basement. Nobody is coming to save you. $2,000 or best offer. What's he selling? Wow. No idea. I, I, I eliminated that part. But these, uh, these Facebook uh, marketplace ads are full of stuff like that. That's funny. What's that one? Rob's also got a Dodge. He's working on Candy Hill. I'll have him send me a picture. No, nah, I don't need a Dodge. No, I'm not. Unless it's Are you an not old a Dodge one. guy? Is it an old one, like a Charger or something? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, so the, what you're seeing, Kenny, in that photo is <clears throat> my brother built a pole barn. I don't know, it's got four, no, sorry, three big bay doors. Yeah, it's a shed. But it's huge. It's, right, it's, it's Wait, you call it, call it a shed. It's a shed. So he's got um, two different hoists today. in there, one that he can use to work on semis. Derby. Oh. And dump trucks and stuff because that's where he makes a bulk of his money. Is fixing. How often do your brothers just look at you and oh, go? Yeah, they just look at look at me, oh, look at me. Three. They just go, wow. Jesus. Two thousand. Is much. that every time you see him? Every, every time. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, th this last winter, Rob blew something in his dump truck, so he he said, "Hey, we're gonna go down to Rob's and fix it." I go, "You want my help?" I responded in the text. No, the Jesus, no, please. So I show up. It'd be helpful if you stayed away. <laughs> so I show but I said, you want me to hold a bucket or you want me to drop some oil in there? <laughs> yeah, no. Go away. Go in the house with the women. No, they're they're draw, making cookies. They draw like a, a circle, like a yellow line. And you're not allowed yeah. in this stay area. In the friendship of you sit, the sit over there and drink beer. You just stay over there. <laughs> I'm there for comedic value. That's what I'm there it's for. It's like the way when your boys come to work with you, they just sit you down. <laughs> Give you the remote control. Or like when Frat's kids were really little, they'd come into my office. <laughs> I'd put, put on it on cartoons. the Cartoon Network. I'd give them the remote, and I'd leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go here. <coughs> Kenny got something? He sure does. Let's go. Mr. I bet they're all grown up now, aren't they? They're both. I need the hats thing back. I don't have it. They're both big-time volleyball players. Let's go. be fun to meet them. Here we go. What hats? I, I, I must have clicked it. And, no hats? And, 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 uh, this guy doesn't wear a hat indoors. It's called no hats. It's gone. Pink. All right. All righty. I'm rolling. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. The Liberty Lucky 7 safe sale still going on at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, Rich has some really good deals going on. Uh, you can save on not just one, but seven of the top quality Liberty safes. 
uh, today, definitely the day. Let's do it before the weekend. Uh, secure unprecedented savings and protect what matters to you most with a Liberty Safe, the best in the business, no equal, constructed here in the United States, fully transferable warranties, the best fire protection you can buy. And GLers can take care, uh, uh, take advantage of this financing. They've got a couple of financing options at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Transparent payment terms, fair rates, as low as 0% APR for six and 12 months. I love doing those six-month loans. You, you don't have all of it. By six months, you'll have it paid off. 0%, you can't go wrong. Uh, and while you're in there, because you're all grown up now, you're an adult, ask about delivery and setup. Rich can handle that for you. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. And, of course, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I have a story about a fellow's uh, misadventures with a new Ford EV pickup truck that he bought, but it's a Fox News story, and I'm finding myself disbelieving the story, not because it's Fox Fox News. You know, I saw that, but I didn't read it. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking if it's as bad as this fellow says, then... Uh, no one would be buying an EV. He, uh, from what the headline or the second headline, he abandoned it. Is that true? No, you'll find out. Let's let's go through this and see if we believe it. I don't want to be the clearinghouse for electric vehicle stories, although I I think they're a terrible government problem. Uh, I would not own one. I guess. I don't know why anyone would. Uh, if you think you're doing the responsible thing, you're not. It has nothing to do with saving the earth. Right. Uh, Dalber Bala, he lives in Winnipeg. He bought a Ford F-150 Lightning EV in January for 115 grand plus tax. Does that sound right? 115 grand. That wow. is a lot of money for a truck. He told Fox Business he needed the vehicle for his work, but also wanted something suitable for recreational activities such as driving to his cabin or going fishing. He also wanted an environmentally friendly vehicle as owning one is responsible citizenship these days. Well, he needs to be disabused of that utter BS. There is nothing environmentally friendly about them, and there's nothing about responsibility involved in, in my estimation. The one hundred fifteen. I don't know if you said it. Canadian dollars, uh, U.S. dollars, seventy-seven grand. That's about right. Huh? Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Okay, so that part's correct. Bala was quickly hit with the reality of owning and operating an EV. Soon, the vehicle compelled him to install two chargers, one at work and one at home, for ten grand. Oof. Duh. To accommodate the charger, he had to upgrade his home's electric panel for six grand. Oh. <laughs> I think you have to be 200 amp or more. You have to have 200 amp service or more. I'm, I'm not familiar enough with electrical panel prices to know if six grand is an accurate figure. He said he spent more than 130 grand total, including the price of the truck. So he's including the electrical charging equipment that he had to. Take, uh, uh, again, if we're talking Canadian dollars, uh, by the time you get to U.S. dollars, that is probably pretty close. Now, he, then he says, not long after the purchase, he got into a minor accident, which he said required light assembly on the front bumper. He took the vehicle to the body shop and did not get it back for six months. Wow. He said no one from Ford answered his email or phone calls or help. I'm not sure I believe that. 
if in fact this guy went for a light bump, if he took it to Schoonovers, uh, for example, Schoonovers not going to keep the thing for six months. Is he is he implying that because it's an EV, there were there were additional uh, problems that had to be addressed just to fix the bumper? I don't know. Wow. And they don't address, yeah, if he brought it to a private shop or a dealer. He took if it he, to a Ford dealer, and he said no one yeah, from okay. Ford answered his email. Then if it's a Ford dealer, that's on the dealer. And we do know if he took it to Schoonovers and left it there for six months, Mike would have detailed it at least three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, then he, went to, then he wanted to go on a 1,400-mile road trip to Chicago. Uh, fast charging stations which only charge EVs up to 90%, cost more than gas for the same mileage. On the family's first stop in Fargo, North Dakota, it took two hours and $56 to charge his vehicle from 10% to 90%. Does that sound about right? 56 bucks? Who are you paying? No, I, I don't know. You put coins that. in yeah, the machine? Right. No, you, it's, it's uh, automated oh, yeah. with your card. The charge was give him another 215 miles. But that's not enough to get you to the Twin Cities, is it? He then stopped in Albertville, Minnesota. Right. The free charger was faulty, and the phone number on the charging station was of no help, he said. The family drove to another charging station in Elk River, but that charger was faulty there as well. Wow. This sheer helplessness was mind-boggling, Bala wrote in an online post. My kids and wife were really worried and stressed at this point. Uh, all right. There were no other fast charging stations within range of Elk River, and his vehicle had 12 miles left. Huh. Well, he said, it's late afternoon, we're stuck, hungry, and heartbroken. He said he had the vehicle towed to a Ford dealership in Elk River and rented a regular gas vehicle to complete the family's trip to Chicago. The family picked up their, their truck on the way back to Winnipeg. It was in the shop for six months. Uh, this is very confusing. For this time, was it in the shop for six months or the bumper? See, I'm going to stop this story right now because I think it's, I, I don't trust any It's all over the book. It's all well, over the map with numbers. And, but he, he spews some truth in that same paragraph. I, I, I can't take it for off-grid camping. I can't take a road trip. I can only drive in city, the biggest scam of modern times. I'm going to lay that on him. He should have known that before he bought it. Well, what he apparently bought, and again, I, I question the whole story. What he apparently bought was this ridiculous notion that he was behaving as a responsible citizen. You, you can be a very responsible citizen in the United States of America without owning an electric vehicle. They're government mandated. Therefore, as far as I'm concerned, they're government cars. He told Fox uh, Business he believes the government needs to do more to provide consumers with the right information. Do not rely on the government for anything, ever. There, there's a guy in Duluth who did something, maybe a million-dollar idea. He turned a pontoon boat into a semi-truck. What? Or vice versa. Oh, no, that's a semi yeah, on a pontoon. Yeah. As the owner of a trucking company, Jeff Foster knows his way around a semi, but on a sunny summer afternoon on Lake Superior, he traded the highway for the waterway, giving the term cruising a whole new meaning. It's a Fox 9 story. As, uh, 
Uh, it's the most interesting boat we've ever been able to be on. I'm very proud of the boat for a handful of reasons, said Foster. It's a combination semi-truck and a pontoon. Unlike a traditional semi, there's no diesel engine under the hood, only a 90-horsepower outboard. The boat handles like a regular pontoon. It can reach speeds of 20 miles per hour, but you drive it just like you drive a semi-truck. It has all the bells and whistles and horns, lights, turn signals, high beams. What was the point of this? He takes it out eight or nine times a year, and it's very seaworthy. Uh, It's a semi on the water. The first thing you see is the, well, an employee of Jeff Foster Trucking came up with the idea after a video of another big pontoon hybrid circulated around the office. I would think only people in Cuba would have been capable of this. (laughs) And they're experts at it. It took nine months for workers at his body shop to put it together from the cabin hood from a pair of Peterbilt trucks and an old pontoon boat he bought from a friend all is a team-building exercise for his employees. Uh, it sounds, I don't know what it sounds like. It sounds this, like a big pile. No, Joe, this is the ultimate GL or toy. It, it is a toy. I, I saw a picture of it. It's not this, ugly. It's, it's a fun project that you do just to see if you can pull it off. I've also seen full-size semi fish houses not just the camper not just the sleeper what? the whole front end did you drive turned it out in, onto the lake turned into a fish house they've everyone i've seen two of them they've both been skid houses wow. meaning you you pull them off the trailer and then pull them around on the ice what's the size kenny how it, it's a full-size semi reavers how does the weight not <laughs> it's just the of, it's just the shell what a wow. bunch of bumpkins up there huh Mm-hmm. You can do that, but you're ripping GLers. You go ahead, rip I'm, the GLers all yeah, you want. Bro, I'm doing it in jest. I you know, Grunhofer is going to come up later in the show, but I also want to mention it right now Why? that uh, there is going to be a third store. Okay, we, we, do, we, do you have an announcement? Is we, there a location? At yet? some point, we would be among the people notified, but Spencer's not going to make us the first people to know. I'm, going to I'm betting South Metro, but I don't know. Uh, right now, there's another new burrito, too. new burrito, no, a new bratwurst that's called the burrito bratwurst. I don't know how he gets all this in a brat. Cheddar cheese, refried beans, onion, salsa, rice, taco seasoning, the power of the burrito and the bratwurst. What a delicious, uh, it, the guy's a mad scientist. He's got the root beer float brat. Yeah. Now he's got the burrito brat. He's got 150,000 flavors of brats. Happy National S'mores Day. Today? Yeah. What does Let's that see. have to do with Grunhofer? That's on, his, that's on their Instagram. Happy National S'mores Day. Well, you because you'll be sitting around the fire you previously used to cook the brats or the burgers, the steaks, whatever. they have. It's a meat emporium at Grunhofer's. Mm-hmm. All the beef is Minnesota beef from Minnesota farmers. You can't beat this stuff. It's fantastic. And there is a third location coming. It's a go. We just don't know yet. But we will know, and GLers will have a new place to gather. Right now, GLers gather at the original Grunhofer's, about a mile north of Highway six, of, of Hugo on Highway 61, and in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just east of, of, 90, of 35. So if you're headed up north on 35, bring your cooler. Stop at Grunhofer's, load up, it, and be back on your way. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. 
It's the best in the business and people from, well, actually, people from all over the world know that. Not just the metro right. area. Yeah. Thank you, Grunhofer. Where is it going to be? Well, if he doesn't do something in the Southwest, then he's missing out. Well, well, what's the dress code on Monday night? What are you? How are you dressing, Joe? Putting on cash. a putting oh. on a suit? No. I'll probably wear long pants and a nice shirt. I don't know. I thought maybe I'd wear a suit. What? Well, I don't know. With oh, your, you're certainly with uh, your short and sweatpants. You're certainly welcome. Is to. there a top to that? <laughs> this version of the suit. <laughs> I'm so clever. Oh and my god, Chad I'm so Hassan funny. Dinner oh, theater Jesus. in Shaska. That's a belly jiggler. No, it's mm -hmm. in Chanhassen. It's right off Highway Five. Is Chanhassen come before Chaska? Um, <laughs> it's north of Chaska. Then it would come before Chaska. Well, depending upon which way you're coming from. From the north. You go through Chanhassen <clears throat> to get to Chaska. Take 494 to Highway 5. Yep. Take Highway 5 west. Yep. Take a right. No, he has to. He'll have to exit on 212. Don't screw him up. No, you don't. Actually, you don't need to take 212. Not 212. For, I'd have to leave now. 212 splits. And turns into Highway Five. Correct in Eden, in Eden Prairie. Prairie. Yeah. yeah, and which version of five? You want to do take want? five, so stay to the right. Take five. Keep going. I think it's you go right by Paisley. No, when I go by go the far. airport, I'm on four ninety four. Oh. Yeah, you it's don't not that far. You don't, bear you don't with go me. all the way to Paisley. Oh, bear with me. Yes, sir. I'm on four ninety four. If I stay on four ninety four, I curve around. I'd eventually come to Highway Seven, for example. Right. Yeah, but then you go too far. But yeah. before that. I'm going to be offered a chance to get off 494 on 5. Uh, and 212. Now, 5 and 2. No, five, he's right. Well, 5 then, and 212 are combined. They're the same thing. And then they split. Angela Lansbury was hot when she was young. So get off where it says 5 and 212. Correct. And then stick to 5. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I got a full car. I'd be with you. It's it's very, very easy to get to. Well, you're not driving anyway, Joe. No, I guess I don't have to. No, I will. But he's going to tell her how to drive. I'm going to drive. I'm driving. That poor woman. I'm driving. Damn it, I'm going to put my foot down. Yep. Put your foot down, man. I'm driving. Cut the crap. Let's go. <clears throat> All right, Kenny, I'm going to okay. do one here. Randall Scott was a gay man. The world did not know that. Okay. Or Randolph Scott. Uh, and then we do have Patrick at one. Yes, it is. You ready, brah? Okay. Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Pat at one. Yes, sir. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. You know, the uh, fine folks at Hofferman Water, they've been uh, they have been with me for, let's see, one, two, three, four. Oh my goodness, almost seven years now is when I first made the call. And in fact, the relationship on GL started because I was a customer 
of Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Mm. And you know what? I'm so glad I made the switch. You will be too. We had some of the worst water ever, and then we got that new water softener from Connecticut and Hofferman. It made a world of difference. And then we decided to upgrade our drinking water system, and man, oh man, was that a good investment as well. So here's the deal. Get on their schedule right now, 952-894-4040. If you call them up, have them come out to give you a free water analysis. And they're going to tell you, yeah, you should probably do this, you should probably do that. Um, But they're going to take great care of you and your family and all of your appliances inside of your home because you get that new system and, man, your showers are better, so is your laundry, and, of course, your drinking water. HoffermanWater.com is their website. You can see every single system on their website that they have to offer. If you get in touch with them at Hofferman Water, please tell them that you heard it on here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Uh, Doug from Spicer, Minnesota, Doug Heilman, sent me the press packet, I guess I would call it, or the rules for the Candy Ohio County Fair. Oh. He said he was listening to the podcast and we noticed that dust up at the Washington County Fair. Yes. And, and these, uh, the Candy Ojai County Fair rules caught his attention. There's nine pages of them. Okay. We're in the midst of the Candy Ojai County Fair. Uh, it conclude, It started August 9. It's on today, and but it concludes tomorrow. I wonder why they wouldn't go through Sunday for a, a county fair. And it's being held in Wilmer. Yeah. And and the chairman of the board has the fair-like name of a guy named Mike Pickle. Uh, I just thought I'd notice <laughs> that. Is that Pickle? Perfect. A man named Mike Pickle. Perfect. And if you turn through all of these, uh, all of the information, it's just incredible. You come to gang policy. Oh. They have a policy on the on, on gangs? The Candy Ohio County Fair Association recognizes that the presence of gangs, gang activity, and gang affiliations can cause a disruption of or interfere with fair activities and fair safety. Gang activity, identifiers, or membership is contrary to the mission of the Candy Ohio County Fair. I, I would think that would be contrary to the mission of any fair. Mm-hmm. Gang identifiers, which may change periodically, are signs, gestures, insignias, symbols, colors, or combinations of colors, clothing, and wearing apparel or accessories, which are intended to publicly demonstrate an affiliation of a student with a gang. All right. Examples of gang identifiers include, but are not limited to, gang colors, tattoos, bandanas, do-rags, Sweatbands, gang clothing, jewelry, emblems, badges, symbols, signs, five or six pointed stars, arrows, pitchforks, crowns, identifying numbers, groups of names, initials, acronyms, Playboy Bunny insignia, a single glove, a heart with wings, horns, tail, or any combination thereof, drama or theater mask, praying hands, martini glass, top hat, cane dollar sign, gang expressions, holy mackerel, uh, notches and eyebrows. The administration may add to the list of identifiers at any time. So somebody could say, Mr. Pickle, we have a new, uh, we have a new <laughs> that's, uh, identifier. That's their way of saying, we profile. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> I, I, this goes on. Yeah. The whole page. Yeah. Wearing, wearing pants below the waist. Belt buckles with any initials. Wearing an oversized belt. 
gang gang related hats. Wait about what if your belt is extra long like mine to accommodate your ever expanding girth? Well, it says you cannot wear an oversized belt with one end hanging down. Well, that means I just bought it too big because I know I'm going to grow into it. So you cinch that sucker up, but she's trailing. She's trailing on the ground. Tuck her in. I, the other day, I bought T-shirts by accident that were too large. I'll have them. And I... I, I, I wore it. The first day I had it on, I wore it. I walked into the living room. Gabe was sitting on the couch. He looks up and says, so what's up, homie? <laughs> <laughs> it was so hilarious. I'm like, what do you think? Like, you look like a gang member for crying out loud. Now, what about uh, overalls with no T-shirt on underneath? Oh, yeah. That's, can I can I do that look? That's gangbuster. Man, I, I, I brought this up for a reason. Has it come to this? Has it come to rural Minnesota? Well, in Wilmer's case, yes. Facing gang problems? Joe, when's the last time you made made your way into Wilmer? He still thinks Wilmer's. There's one church, there's right. a bar. And Wilmer there's... is due west of Minneapolis. It's KW, not that far. KWLM was our Were we on affiliate. in Wilmer? Yep, KWLM. I don't know if I've ever been in Wilmer. I, it, I have... it is uh, the intersection of Highway 12 and Highway 71. 71. Well, yeah. what in God's name are they? What what is afflicting? We had them? this conversation when we weren't being heard by an audience, and I don't know how deep we want to get into it. But uh, unfortunately, because I have in laws that live in and around that area, and Kenny's extremely familiar with that area. Yeah, I'm there every is that summer. Where the there's a plant is? Uh, there's a racetrack it, on the on the fairgrounds. It there. has a wide number of of issues and most of it is gang related, and most of it stems from one particular segment of the population. Oh. They even have an unmanned drone policy. They, well, I got news for the gangs. You got the fair is way ahead of you. Yeah, the fair has really thought this out. The fair being the state fair. No, no. Well, oh, the, 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 the Wilmer Candy, fair. Ohio oh. County Fair uh, apparently has given this a great deal of thought, and they must have people in place to put a lid on this activity very quickly. Because they've devoted a lot of ink here to uh, to admonishing the uh, people involved with the fair how we're going to stop this activity in the event it disrupts the fairgoers. And I, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm seeing Pollyanna at the fair here. It's Wilmer. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? It's the neatest fairgrounds ever. It's on a point of land that goes into Foot Lake. So it's got water on three sides. It's really cool. Well, that sounds delightful. Heavily wooded. It's so neat. Yeah, it's a neat little spot. I mean, what the heck? This is this is amazing, and all these pages and pages and pages of, of policies and. And, and rules, and there's a protest area. Okay, what do we got? The designated, what can we get away with? Oh, the, really? The designated protest area will be on the cement pad by the wash rack area along the lake and west of the sheep hog barn. Huh. A little pad <laughs> there, specific. you stand there, there you and go. you can bitch and moan about something. I thought maybe it was going to be 10 miles away in Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, they, they, that's amazing. I... Uh, I had no idea. Would this be common at other county fairs in the state? No, I think it's probably distinct. Just you because go to of what, what, what county are you in down there? Fairville, Rice County, 
Rice, yes. do they have a policy like this? They don't have one that extensive, but I do know that several county fairs, and it, unfortunately they had to institute a lot of some of this stuff, not nearly that extensive, but because they were having so many issues a couple of years ago with the youth being a little wild. Well, that's just a Because I, I was in attendance at the Rice County Fair one night when they did have to shut down early because of uh, because but I of think fights. I recall that made the news. It did. And the I know the Olmstead County Fair had a number of issues a couple of years ago. I don't know that that was the case this year. And, and quite honestly, I don't even know if they've had their fair. Well, yet. the Great Minnesota Get Together looks uh, pretty calm by comparison, doesn't it? Well, we had a couple of issues, didn't well, we? We had some shootings. That's nothing. Some you, protests. You shoot somebody. What the hell? That's going to happen at a, at a fair, you know? Uh, what is this? Now let me see. Oh. Isn't Wilmer's a sanctuary uh, city? Isn't sure it? is, Ken. Yeah, that's that's why. Uh, I have a number of things. All are welcome here. A number of emailers pointed it's out to not me. like uh, Douglas County, where almost nobody is welcome, <laughs> <laughs> including the Irish. <laughs> a number of emailers have point were listening to us discussing the absence of fishing cars. Mm-hmm. There's no more back lot. Uh, at the car dealerships where you could get a, a, a reasonably reliable ride for cheap. Well, it completely escaped our attention. Do you remember what happened in the Obama administration? Um, we should have thought of this. We had to uh, cash for cars. Cash for clunkers. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. clunkers. Yep. 600,000 clunkers disappeared. Got to get those things off the road. It was an effort to get people to buy new cars when they were attempting to stimulate the auto business because of the great collapse of 2008. Remember the government propped up the car dealers? They bailed them out. Uh, Dan writes, uh, remember the U.S. automakers' bailouts as part of that massive and unconscionable theft of our tax dollars and to prop up the auto workers' union? Leader Obama championed a program known as Cash for Clunkers. It was actually designed to drive up the cost of used cars in order to drive sales of news cars. The federal government spent $3 billion buying up mostly serviceable used cars only to turn around and destroy them. Wow. This was a blow to lower-income people looking for a cheap daily driver. The feds generally paid more to scrap them. Then along came the COVID pandemic and the shutdown of overseas computer chip manufacturing that hampered the ability of automakers to make new cars. The government was paying people to remain idle, and they made working in the new car supply and idle than they they were paying people more to remain idle than they made working. And the new car supply no longer kept up with demand, forcing car buyers to turn to a dramatically reduced supply of used cars, forcing prices even higher as a simple function of supply and demand. When formerly stable markets are suddenly upended, first look at what government may have done if you're looking for a culprit. Hmm. The good old Democrats making the poor even poorer. Isn't that something? Reliant on Uncle Sam. I forgot about cash for clunkers. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though, that they just do things without reason and not thinking what could possibly, what's the end result here or who are we screwing over? Yeah, they don't look far enough into the future. Right. It's just now. Right. 
Or do they look far into the future? Sure. And this is well, just part of the grand scheme to keep the poor poor. That's deep. To keep them reliant on the government. That is deep. I can tell you for me it's working. <laughs> You'll recall Keeping we talked poor. about uh, Emily Larson, the mayor of Duluth, was uh, hammered pretty good in the primary by a challenger, uh, Rob Roger, uh, help me, uh, Miller. <laughs> Six days on the road. I'm going to make it home tonight. I have the text here somewhere. Hang Roger Reiner. Roger. 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 No, it's Dodger. Roger Dodger. <laughs> no, you people are useless to well, me. I, I, would have, I would have known you were bringing well, this Well, you know how long it takes to look it up. It Who doesn't take that long. Roger. <laughs> Rabbit. Well, there's a lot. Of, I got a lot of choices here. Hang on, it's going to be a while. <laughs> got it. Let's see. Yeah, we should stop talking on a podcast. Yeah, that's good. good. That's okay. Roger Reinhardt. Yes. Well, I wanted to pursue this as a uh, an example of a ray of hope that the people of Duluth apparently are awakening. Yes, ray of hope. And I'm getting a note from the mole that. Emily Larson and Melvin Carter are great friends. And they're from the same mysterious part of the DFL world. Uh, she's opposed to mining, for example. Uh, and she has been the face of a progressive change for Duluth, much the way Melvin has for St. Paul. Larson won her first two elections to create the perception of being a progressive city, yet Duluth has the same problems as St. Paul. Bad streets, crime, homelessness, and a city focused on climate change and chief names instead of core issues that a mayor of a city should focus on. I noticed that uh, Tina Smith is having a fundraiser this weekend for Emily Larson and Melvin. Tina's still around? I didn't even know she was still in office. You never see her. We should get a hold of this Roger Reinert sometime. Uh, or better yet, I wonder if he's coming to the fair. And ask him uh, what, what, is, what was the final straw for the people of Duluth. Richard Reinert. How did they finally wake up and, uh, to address their frustrations? Because in the, uh, in, the, in the primary, he completely outnumbered. Emily Larson. Well, think about it. Who do, who do we have up in Duluth? We've got conservatives, and then we've got conservative Democrats that I would call the the actual guys that do the mining. That they're in the union. They need to vote for the Democrats to keep their union nonsense alive. But they all have conservative leanings, right? Yeah, and Roger apparently describes himself as a middle left. Right. Yeah, that's who I'd say. Conservative Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. But you can still find some sanity with a guy who's middle left. Absolutely. That's uh, yeah. I'm not deriding. I'm not deriding them at all. You can't find any sanity with these crackpots who have gone off the deep end. I mean, if you want to, you could take this to a national level and watch what the Democrats are doing to this Robert Kennedy character. Oh, they're terrified. I know. And he's on their side and they are just, oh, my God, they're throwing him to the fire. It's amazing. Duluth police fire unions make joint endorsement for Reinhardt. 
Well, that's a big plus that's for Reiner. Huge, yeah, I'll, but, I'll get in touch with him. I'll keep this. Fair. I think we should try and talk to this fellow. Yeah. But then, Such, the same thing is happening with the Republicans and the far-right conservative, the Trump conservatives. You know, it, it's happening with both parties. Right, and if the parties aren't bent on a moral crusade, they're uh, gathering to bring about a conspiracy. I just nope. paraphrased Dwight Eisenhower. Nope. Hmm. See, I told you you'd uh, uh, EcoFund would be mentioned, I mean, uh, uh, Grunhoffers would be would be mentioned later in the show, and they are going to be right now mentioning EcoFund Motorsports because at EcoFund's Burnsville location, mm -hmm. tomorrow there's a special in-store pricing on all ATVs, scooters, dirt bikes, and electric bikes in stock at the Burnsville store on the service road of life near County Road 42. All the most popular electric bikes from all our manufacturers, will be out for demo riding. And to top it off, Grunhofer's special egg roll brats and hot dogs served hot. Right there. That's, see, that's incentive. Well, see, that's the clue that leads me to think Spencer's moving south at some point. He's going to introduce. He's going to have to. Yeah. He's going to introduce Grunhoffers <laughs> to the Burnsville location of mm. EcoFun. He selected the unique brat himself mm. to serve as his signature brat to the South Metro. Is that another clue? Is that another hmm. clue? But get to EcoFun, man, and save on that customer appreciation sale. You buy one e-bike, you get another one 50% off. That's, that sale goes on through Saturday, through tomorrow, at both locations. You got the Vanderhall GTS Roadsters on sale, uh, youth recreational equipment, scooters that turn errands into adventures, great helmets, apparel, and service. These are, uh, listen to this. Oh. They have 15 new 2024 Yamaha snowmobiles. They're taking deposits on them daily. As much we, as I'd like to help with wow. EcoFun, I don't want to hear about snowmobiles right now. No, but this is the time to get one at the right price. I, I suppose, yeah, get ahead of the game. Big to-do tomorrow, EcoFun Motorsports in Burnsville. There's also EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, almost immediately west of 35 on Highway 97. It's ecofunmotorsports.com. You see that I did that? I hey, see. Ken, you do you want to lay down your seafoam here before we call Patrick? Oh, yeah. Lay it down? Yes, 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 yes. Let me know when you're ready. <clears throat> I'm determined <clears throat> to do two dog stories today. Right. Two dogs? Yeah. Uh, How's the guest booking going for the fair? Very well. I don't, uh, right now. I don't hold my breath. I'm ready, Chris. Rolling. Yeah, turn there. Fleet Farm, Walmart, your neighborhood knack hardware, auto parts stores. People have been asking the old Ken doll where to buy Bugs Be Gone so they can keep a spray jug in the door pocket just like I do. Those are just a few spots, but you can also order it on Amazon. In some places, the bigger box stores, they actually sell it by the gallon and Bugs Be Gone makes scrubbing bugs off your windshield and front bumper fun, easy as pie. You spray it on, let it sit there for, or as I like to say, let it set there for a few minutes and then just spray it off. It breaks the sticky bond and the bugs just melt and slide down your windshield. Easily uh, wash them away with water. We can use this on anything, campers, motorcycles, boats, golf carts, uh, you name it. Just spray it on, wait a minute or two, wash it off. 
and it's safe for all finishes. Non-toxic, water-based, leaves no film or haze when it drives uh, when it dries off. Just keep a bottle right there in your vehicle. It's a miracle. It's it's bug voodoo is what it is. A wonderful product for our vehicles from the fine folks at Seafoam. One oh three. The uh, the Prince people used to do it. Who am I thinking of? Um. Not the Macarena. No. How's that work with your uh, other job, Matthew? Are you going to be able to be there every day? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're pretty, they're very nice about that. The irony is that my guy here gets more upset about <laughs> what <laughs> the air. I'm just teasing you. All right, I'm going to finish this. Hello, it's Rookie from Garage Logic. Will you have a booth at the State Fair? If you are at the fair anytime, you are welcome as a guest on our show. Please let me know as soon as you can. Who's that to? That's to Reiner. Okay. What about the woman with the jewelry made out of welding and shit? I gave you the email yesterday. Uh, I have not contacted her yet. You have the email? Uh, yes, somewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's in my bag. Millennial Farmer. Send him an email. Uh, please let me know hey, as soon as you Hey, see if Corn Woman's still around. Corn Woman? Okay. Yeah. wonder if she's still around. I'll look it up right now. I am corn. <clears throat> she was kind of intriguing. Corn woman. If you know what I'm saying. She's like an adult hippie. Yep. Yo, you got me? Were, are you already out that way? Yeah. All right. Very good. That must have been uh, Joe. Yep. He's he's a good shit. I like him. All right. Hang tight. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Hang tight. All right. Patrick is ready. Where is he? He is on location. Where? Delano, Minnesota. For what? Town ball, baby. They're playing a day game? No, it's the, they're hosting the tournament this summer. Well, why in the hell is he there at 2 o'clock? Or it's, getting one a vibe. it's getting a vibe, You know man. what? Why don't you ask him? Getting... Where are you? Exactly right now, I am at the Lewis Cemetery, a, a graveyard off a of gravel road on the way home from uh, Delano. I thought, uh, you know, what quieter, more peaceful place could I do a show with Joe than a, <laughs> in a little old country graveyard? Looks like a lot of Kenny's people are borrowed. Uh, not, not many. Are you, uh, here. you picking out a spot there, or what's going on? <laughs> looking oh, for some real I estate? Was, I was looking for a peaceful place. Although they got room here, they still got room here. You know, the ones in the Twin Cities are getting full, but uh, guy might be able to get a bargain price out here. Yeah. You were in uh, Delano for Town Ball. I was taking some photos of uh, of the ballpark there that's going to be one of the hosts. I did a long piece for Sunday on the 100th anniversary. Of wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you're now taking pictures for the paper? I am a photographer. Well, you got the cell phone and you just go and nobody else is there. And we, we didn't have, I wrote, I wrote more than they wanted. I didn't have any art to go with it. So I just ran out to Delano and uh, took a couple of photos. 
Plus, you can stop at the Pemperman Twist Ooh, Drive-In yeah. with the Blueberry Malts, except they were so busy I didn't stop there. Really busy at midday. Yeah, if I saw, Twist is a go-to spot. Pat's if right. I saw somebody like you walking around an empty ballpark taking pictures, I think I might call nine one one. We got a guy away worry. from the group. Don't worry, I ran into a schlepper. <laughs> I, I am I am tight with the schleppers because they're all over. There are there's not a ballpark in in the state that doesn't have a schlepper somewhere. So. <laughs> I mean that's somebody's yeah. name? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, the Schleppers. Uh, they, they, uh, the you got your Shakopee Schleppers, and you got your, uh, and then you got your farming up in uh, Stearns County Schleppers, and they're two different branches. But uh, branches. one of these, and then there's the St. Cloud Schleppers too. But one of the I thought Cloud that was Schleppers. a pastime being a Schlepper. That's what I thought. I, I didn't realize it was a name. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Ann Schlepper, a former Olympic hockey player from St. Cloud, is married to Denard Spann. And I've told Denard several times, you might live in Florida, but they'll waive all restrictions if you want to come up and play for farming. As a, Schle- as a Schlepper relative, you're in, even if you're 1,400 miles away. So, did you, you haven't uh, taken me up on it yet. Uh, uh, did you stay up and watch your Vikings? I did not watch a play of the Vikings, and it doesn't. If they're not going to play any regulars, really, why should I watch them? What do I care? Yeah, I didn't see. You know? uh, I didn't see any of the game. Uh, I take it they lost, though. I, I found that out. They, they did lost, lose, but it was like uh, you know, it was the beat it was the B squad or the C squad lost. Yeah. So we, we were up ten zip at halftime. I did watch a little yeah. of it. But these are still kids competing for jobs, in other words. Mostly. I think they played one regular, the offensive line, Eddie Ingram, which uh, is, I guess Eddie didn't look too good in his two series. So his, uh, they might have to sign that veteran guy they had in a week ago. Or so. You know what I don't like? I think football teams have too many coaches. I don't like oh, that. Okay. There's just you too many have heard, <laughs> You should have heard the late Harry Peter Bud Grant talk about that. He said, I says I got, I maxed out at six and I couldn't stand having that many guys to talk to. Well, they now got there's got to be twenty six. Oh, he's got twenty. Last year he had twenty two, but I don't know if he's added. I can't any. take it. That's a coach or player. Yes, it is. It's I ridiculous. can't take it. I don't like it. I think it's yeah. going to backfire on him too. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Mm-hmm. Plus, who are you talking to? Who's to, who's on the phone here talking to me when I'm trying to get this? I don't even know. They might not even use phones anymore. They might yeah. use. Yeah. Do something, but here's the deal. Here's what irritates me. All right, they have these uh, controlled scrimmages now with teams, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like next week, they're gonna what? Reavers, who are they play next week? They're gonna don't we Tennessee. play Tennessee? They're gonna have two yeah. controlled scrimmages with Tennessee. Okay. Well, Cousins will play in some of those, but they they won't let him play a series in an exhibition game. What they had, but you're charging. You're charging full price, basically, for these exhibition games. I have the Viking coaching roster in front of me, and a gentleman by the name, Joe, of Grant Udinsky is the assistant quarterbacks slash chief of special projects. Mm -hmm. Really? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. they got three quarterback coaches and three quarterbacks, So that's and then then that doesn't count the head coach who was the quarterback. We also have an assistant wide receiver coach. Oh, there's. I'm serious. There are too many coaches. It's a, it's ridiculous. 
Durante Jones is the defensive pass game coordinator. I don't know how they coordinate with each <laughs> other. There's too many of them. Yes, there is. I watched an Irish film called The Quiet Girl instead. Oh, and you know when you watch an Irish film, <laughs> you the there? odds of the father. Hello, just, you got just me. Laugh. Yeah, just laugh. The yeah. the odds of a uh, the odds of the father being a useless drunk are pretty good in those movies. There's never been a there's never been a, a, a Irish father in a 1960s movie who bonded the family. It was right. Just, He's always the villain, and this guy was really a jackass, I yeah. want to tell you. But All that's right. what I watched instead of the bite. All right. Uh, so, Irish movie from the 1960s. And the Twins, Not- of course, played a day game yesterday so the Tigers could complete the sweep in daylight. Well, they only won the last three. We won't watch the opener. But the Tigers... Oh, that's right. Now- it wasn't a sweep, yeah. The, the Tigers have now clinched the season series against the Twins for the first time in several years. I don't oh. know. Now on to Philadelphia, of all places. You know, I don't know. I, it, it, the inconsistency of this uh, crew is incredible. It really I is. wish they'd just fall on their ass and get it over with. Yeah. You? But they can't. The, I think what everybody's upset about is this, the uh, division title is being handed to them, and these idiots won't take it. So yeah, They I, remain three and a half games up. <laughs> Cleveland won late yesterday, though they uh, they won a tight game. But you look at the uh, Cleveland's got like six guys that weren't playing for them two weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Are you headed back yeah. downtown? I'm headed back home. I'm uh, I'm I'm packing it in for the weekend. I have no uh, no duties. I'm gonna try to convince the bride to uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll go out maybe we'll go out and have a snack someplace. That'd be nice. Very good. Yeah, because I don't think we can watch any more. Here was the. I gotta get. I gotta get this off my chest, Joe. Yeah. At the end of the Irish movie. Yeah. She's she, this little girl's embracing this this father of a of a of just two people that she spent the summer with, who was very nice to her, and the old man's walking up the. Uh, she's trying to leave with him, and that and his wife. And the old man's walking up the driveway, and they end the movie. Oh. We don't know what happened. We yeah. don't know where she ended up. You can't do that. No, that's, that's not fair. fair. No, it's like not finding out if they caught the shark and Josh. You know? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so and that, that was not good. That was not good. Do you have, uh, are you in your convertible? Well, yeah, not now, but it's, uh, but yes, it's parked right over here, and it's not being disturbed at all in the cemetery. No, I mean, is the top down? Of course. All right, a boy. All right. Man, I'm a tanned Greek fatty, is what I am. <laughs> I was going to say Greek god, but not. not I <laughs> wish you would have. Really. That would have been. I, would, I, do, I wouldn't go that. You know, far. Kenny was worried about you wandering around alone at a ballpark. How about in the cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> so would you would you equate to how you look to a rotisserie chicken? That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> kind of, kind of, but you know what? A lot of these places they don't wrote, they don't get them nice and crispy brown anymore. They yank them off there too early. I don't eat those anymore because half of them are raw. I'll talk to you Monday. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> Is, uh, is, uh, what time do you guys all got ahead for the, uh, the uh, celebration? Well, we're doing a regular show Monday here in the oh. studio. 
All right. Well, and then Monday night sports talk. Be in Chanhassen. Maybe you want to get have me get up and address the crowd politically for five. Oh, yeah, that would be would so be fun! Oh, God, I would love that. Oh, Royce. Oh, oh, better, better. You have an open invitation. I have an idea. Open mic with Royce and the CP. Ooh. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, Kenny, were you there at the? Uh, when we had Sean Hannity 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember Georgie. What's, what's, yeah. what's on your mind today, Ricey? And I said, gay Republicans. That was yes. the guy. From, yes. That was the guy yeah. <laughs> was that when we were at St. Kate's? Yeah. Yes. We almost fell off the, 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 you know, yeah, it was, that was at St. Kate's. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Georgie gave me a bunch of anxiety medicine that day, so I don't remember much, actually. <laughs> oh, good. 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 All right, lad. See you later. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we break, Rook, will you do uh, Miss Sonic here? Yes. Sorry, I forgot to mention something no, okay. to you before. I got you. Let me know when you're ready. Now. I am ready now. I am rolling. GLers, uh, please remember that Minnesota Masonic Charities is more than just the silly handshakes and the secret meetings. They're here on Garage Logic to get their message out. They do a lot of great things. And as you know, I've been telling you about this for the last couple of weeks. Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of Minnesota's leading service organizations. A great example of what they do is the, Min- the Masonic Children's Clinic for communication disorders. It's located in Duluth. And what they do, provide early identification, treatment, support for childhood communication disorders that have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children since 1900. What a great gift to do. It's great work by amazing people. If you want to learn more, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. That's easy to remember. MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're holding a golf tournament. On uh, August 14th in Duluth, that's just around the corner. So call today, 218-390-0864 if you want to get in on that. Minnesota Masonic Charities, compassionate, committed, and very, very capable. Give me a minute to tidy this up. Grab it up, baby. And then we are... Come on here. Okay. Scramble, bruh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That, 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 and. Okay. I am rolling. The other day we were reminiscing about the town dog. Yeah. 
and how dogs used to be unleashed and they were just a better they were better for it. Yep. And so were the people. Amen. And I have two town dog stories. Let's go. This is from Bill Miller on Marine in the St. Croix. I know him well. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Boozer was a homeless basset hound mix who lived on the streets of Marine on St. Croix, roamed from home to home for years, and became a local mascot. He was rescued and brought to Marine by a family, but after the many times he disappeared for days, only to return well-fed and no worse for wear, they figured out he was a vagabond. Boozer's walks were full of stories. In his early years, one story tells of him gathering many of the other dogs in town and leading them around town looking for trouble or a treat from the local general store or gas station. In his later years, he had a daily route with many stops to visit his human and dog friends. He was partial to hot dogs and chicken McNuggets. His barking, or as some describe it as a howl uh, or a bellow, would always be heard outside of a home or business until the snacks were delivered. And once in a while on a hot day, he might just go inside the air conditioning for a snooze. He owned our small town streets and lived in many homes throughout the years. Often cars would have to stop for the extraordinarily large canine lying right in the middle of the road, and he made them drive around him. Some <laughs> unsuspecting visitors would jump out thinking the animal was deceased, but no, just in deep slumber. Boozer would always wake up to howl along with the noon whistle. He wore a tag that identified his owner as the Village of Marine. He had his oh. own bank account at the Security State Bank of Marine. What? The money was used to spring him from the pound whenever animal control officers <laughs> picked yes! him up. Like Otis. That is, Saint, uh, that is so Marine on St. Croix. He once collected six write-in votes for mayor, rode on the paddle wheeler to celebrate Marine's sesquicentennial, and somehow always showed up at a local house party and never missed the annual New Year's Eve dance and the Oktoberfest held at the village hall. He would bellow until someone fixed him a plate of goodies that were on the potluck table. He was featured on Good Morning America and every year had his own float in the 4th of July parade, <laughs> often accompanied by the Boozettes, marching with bones in their ponytails. He died November of 1993 after an inoperable tumor was discovered. Mm -hmm. His final resting place is still a closely held secret known to only a few residents. Nice. That's, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. That's Bill Miller. You know, that's the best one ever. Well, now we got one from Joe down in Texas. He's the uh, father of the precocious 10-year-old who knows everything about GL. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. One of our stops prior to Little Elm, Texas, was in Princeton, Minnesota. We lived just outside of town in one of those rural neighborhoods where everybody has two to five acres. A perfect neighborhood where you have enough space to breathe, but there are still people around. It was just the wife and I since it was prior to the 10-year-old. When we moved in, the first greeting we got was from Colt. He was a beautiful yellow lab that was friendly. We had left the front door open as we were moving in our furniture and boxes, and Colt came right in to say hello. A little surprising to be sure, but he was such a good boy, he just sat down and waited for a good ear scratch. It took us a few weeks to figure out where he lived. Each day we would see him going from house to house greeting the neighbors. Finally, one day I was out getting the new yard ready for a garden, and John, the neighbor whose lot backed up to ours, came over to say hello. It turned out that Colt was his dog. I don't know if John listens to GL, but he was a GLer for sure. 
a ton of cylinders, and he owned his own shop where he built electric vehicles. I could tell you dozens of stories about Colts, like the time he came to the housewarming party at our house and invited himself in. I was out manning the grill and didn't see him go in. My mom was in attendance and decided he was a good boy, so she fed him a few burgers that I had already cooked. He then stretched out on our porch and took a nap. There was also the time I was mowing the lawn and Colt started barking at me. He was going nuts, showing his teeth and growling. It was totally out of character. I turned off the mower and took a step toward him, thinking he was scared of the sound. But all of a sudden, I was a, I was attacked by a swarm of ground wasps. He was trying to protect me. I ended up in the ER on intravenous antibiotics as my arms and legs got infected from the multiple stings. The wasps were carrying some sort of bacteria, Jeez. and I started looking like the Michelin man in only a few minutes. When I got home, there was a hole in the ground where the nest had been. I asked the wife how that happened. After I ran away, Colt dug up the ground and pulled the nest out and tore it apart. Wow. I went to check on Colt and tell John, the owner, what happened. I was worried he might be in trouble for stings. As I was telling John what happened, Colt came racing out of the woods at top speeds on the heels of a rabbit. He was just (laughs) fine, and I dropped off a nice, fresh beef bone for him later that evening. Wow. My favorite Colt memory was when the mother unit, the 10-year-old's current title for his mother, was pregnant. I was working from home at the time and could not find her when I emerged from my office for lunch. I looked out the second floor window. Picture this. It was late fall in central Minnesota, wooded neighborhood. The colors on the trees were fantastic. The garden was nearly spent with only some corn and pumpkin still to be harvested. Next to the garden was a big pile of leaves I had piled up that morning before work. In the pile was a seven-month pregnant woman and a 90-pound yellow lab cuddling and both fast asleep. (laughs) Unfortunately, Colt was hit by a car the next spring before we could introduce him to the 10-year-old. He was such an awesome dog, and I think of him often. He was not our dog, but we both cried when we heard of his passing. As I was writing this, I came to the realization that this is Americana. How idyllic and wonderful that neighborhood and that dog were did not occur to me at the time until... And I was way too quick to trade up when the opportunity came. But now I look back at it and wish for more days just like those we had there. We have our own yellow lab now, and he's a great dog and a wonderful companion and his, uh, for the 10-year-old and his little brother. But he will never be a neighborhood dog like Colt. You can't do that anymore. Keep pushing back Joe in Little Elm, Texas. No, that's the sadness. There will never be another Colt or there will never be another Boozer. Right. I suppose there could be if you get out into a small town where they not don't care well, about leash that, laws. That's true. No, no, not in mine. There's a leash law, and if you walk your dog without the leash, they call 911. Really? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It changed this country, I'm telling you. We had, uh, growing up, you know where I grew up, right across the St. Paul Academy, Yep. we had a, a miniature German schnauzer. His name was Happy. And what we would do is we would let him out the door. And then he would, you know, go over to SPA and do whatever. But he started to gain weight, mm-hmm. and by the end of the summer, he was pretty hefty. So we decided we're we're not we're not feeding him that much. He would go over at lunchtime to the the janitors, the engineers, mm-hmm. and they were always sitting outside in the grass or outside in the chair, and they give him they feed the, him. They, they give him the rest of their lunch, and I mean he loved it, and that was so great. We never had dogs that bit anybody. No, dogs have lost their social skills. Yes. 
When I was a kid, every dog was a town dog. Yeah. Just let them out. Every dog was welcome anywhere. Only because they come to oh, us. Yeah. Where are we now? Alta, Norway. The traveling Lymans are in Alta, Norway. Hmm. Worldwidewaftage.com. On this day, Aug 11, in 1900, all 13 cars that were in Minneapolis raced from Hennepin County Courthouse to Wyzetta to demonstrate to the county commissioners the need for better roads. Harry Wilcox arrived in Wyzetta first, making the 12-mile run in 42 minutes. You know what? It takes about that long today. It does. <laughs> and the roads are smoother. Yeah. On this day, there were 13 cars in Minneapolis in 1900. Wow. On this day in 1906, uh, 811, the statue of Mississippi Father of Waters was unveiled in Minneapolis City Hall, an allegorial, allegorical representation of the Mississippi River. The statue was carved from a single block of marble by Larkin Goldsmith Mead and weighed almost 400 uh, 14,000 pounds. Never, I understand have how we, people uh, can work with wood. I don't understand how they can work with marble. Have we torn that thing down yet and tossed her in the uh, Mississippi? Look that up, Rook. The statue, Mississippi, comma, Father of Waters. Does that still survive? And finally, on this day in 1992. Joe, today is August 11th, and I know what this day is. I know it. 92? Yeah. This was the opening of the Mall of America. How do you know that? I have it. Shoot. How do you know this? When mm, I was a Ute. I don't like where this was going. Well, when I was a Ute, I yeah. had a t-shirt that said, uh, Mall of America, okay. August 11th, 19... 150,000 shoppers showed up, and I'll tell you who was at the front of the line, too. Because <laughs> that car went right to Dayton's. You put that car in D and it went right to... Dayton's, although I don't think Dayton's was ever at the mall. Of no, they didn't. They? No, no, they didn't. Oh. They weren't one of the chains or the anchors. Well, was it Marshall Fields? No, it was originally, it was Nordstrom's, That's still Sears, there. Bloomingdale's, and Macy's. Yeah. Those were the four anchors. But they built the Sears for GLers like me and Such. Yeah. The only, uh, it, they had their own parking lot right outside the door. You walk in. The tools are right there, just like it was uh, Lake Street in Chicago. I have the opening day press parking pass framed and hanging in the garage. I, I know you do. <laughs> now, did you as find out can, about this statue? As far as I can tell, it's still there. Okay. Uh, they, they don't really say. 14,000-pound yes. marble from Larkin. a single block of marble. All right, GLers, uh, we'll be here Monday, and then we'll also see you Monday night. And a couple of tickets do remain. We're down to, I believe, seven tickets left for Monday's event. How at the does Chain one acquire one? You go to garagelogic.com, click on that banner, and just simply click on Get Tickets. Dinner starts at 530. The show starts at 730. It's going to be a fun night. All right, well, it's going to be a fun day for you if you subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube because there's a lot of entertaining videos. Quick reminder if you're a new listener, subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. If you're a new listener to the podcast and you're wondering what all this council talk is, it's the Garage Logic Town Council. You can find it online at garagelogic.com. You pay 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year, and you get to listen to what we talk about and interact with us during the breaks. 
prior to the show and post show as well. So go to garagelogic.com. Have a super scramble weekend, Cha. Joe. Yes, Joe. I'm did ready. you ever get the price on the Mustang? No, I did not. I didn't ask her. I can, though. Please, name your price. Bryce? I hope that that missing hubcap is found. Sorry, I'm sure. That's an original hubcap. Yeah. All right, I got to run, guys. See you. Yeah. I'm going back to the airport. See you, Kenny. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Bye. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> that thing is terribly clean. Yeah. Some old codger in New Ulm never drove that in the winter. Or it wouldn't be. That wouldn't exist. Tell your mother I want this car. No, this, she, yeah. No, this goes to the mayor. No. This is for the boy. I grow up. I think I'm going to buy a home generator. I don't like the these rolling blackouts they're talking about. The Genrac type? Yeah. I get one of those things for about five, less than five grand. They run on gas, right? Gasoline? Uh, or LP. Or do you or, just plug them in? They run or, on electricity? <laughs> or natural gas or LP. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess gas. You know, I, I wouldn't mind having one either because I, I have a feeling, given the, who, who leads us in this country and in this state, that rolling blackouts are going to be inevitable. Yeah. And if you can get into one for under five grand, I mean, why not? I'm ready for you, suit you boy. And they're now silent, aren't they? Aren't they? They're pretty quiet. Silent? Pretty quiet. Uh, hey, Monday. See you, Rook. Normal time show? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Candy Ojai County Fair. Oh boy, Candy. I'll, yeah. K A N. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up. Well, I got it. K A N D I Y. Okay, under no, a little bit over five grand. K A N D I Y. I had it right. O H I. Has to have a gang policy, question mark? Boy, they get good reviews. What kind? Uh, Generac. Governor Walls and Mary Moriarty. Yep. Turn their backs on the state patrol. Okay. Town dog stories. Remind us. Yep. Of how important the town dog was. Yep. To America. Ooh, I like that. And then Roycey. Roycey was forged. He was in a cemetery. 
gravel road. Hey, cemetery. you make you make fun that town ball piece he's doing for the 100th. I yeah. guarantee is going to be <laughs> massive for the Star <coughs> Tribune's website. Oh sure, yeah, it'll be fun to read. I, you guys rip, but it's GL. It's so. I don't G- rip it. I just don't want to hear you blabbing about it. Listen to this, Joe. <laughs> this is a uh, review from a user during the six hours of outage. We ran three TVs, three computers, the dishwasher, the AC, two fridges, one freezer, the sump pump, uh, the well pump, the garage door, and most every light in the house at varying times. The Generac never missed a beat and was so quiet when it was time for bed, nobody complained like they did with their old portable. Wow. Yeah. It would be neat to be able to... Still have the lights on in the house and everything's dark. Oh, all that venison. I've got three freezers here. Let you know, I can't be throwing this stuff away. Oh. The Star Tribune now does have a story on the uh, Ricky Cobb meeting, but it it just posted. Yeah, they didn't when we started because I, I think they listened both. to the show and then quit put shit on the website. They uh, yeah, this was posted at noon. So you're that means somebody's listening right now. Maybe. Well, you think the Star Tribune has somebody on staff who's a town council member? I don't know. How come I can no longer read comments on Pioneer Press stories? They might yeah. have removed it. I can't find story. them either. No, no comments. No, they, the, they, meaning the paper, might have removed them. Some I thought that are, was a big way to get clicks and stuff. Yeah, but some are just saying to hell with it. I don't Because they have to manage that. And that's so that's less staff then would be my guess. Yeah. Did you see Walls said he wouldn't endorse Phillips if he ran for president? Well, who's Walls tying his wagon to Biden? Well, I'm sure. Uh, you gotta get a job, yeah. Walls. Well, he might. Um. What'd the old market do today? Yes. Market's up. S&P's not. Okay. divorced about six months ago and neither of us had seen him since his divorce i went golfing with him last week first time i'd seen him since then i get back from golf and my wife goes how's gary i don't know (laughs) oh i I thought you were going golfing with gary today oh i did (laughs) and you don't know how he's doing never really came up. Did you ask me to ask him that? 
no, I thought maybe you would think to ask him that. I didn't think of that. Well, is he dating anyone? 